Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Well, welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I'm your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me, as always, is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adams. Hey, hey John. Um, you know, I realize you have a tactic here. Yeah? Is what it, is that? Well, you know, they, they <laughs> Enlighten say— Enlighten me, my well, friend. <laughs> I will. So, you know, you can see I'm wearing a coat today, guys. And, yeah. and uh, John, you know, this is a Sunday. Sure. Or all, we had went to Mass, and so we're here now, which is awesome. But I, I think I'm finding out— I've, grabbed on a, a tactic you're using because sure. in the past where before you could see us on on screen um john would be speaking and my eyelids were kind of drooping a little bit so he keep <laughs> he keeps it cold now so that way i stay awake and i don't fall asleep so that's right yeah. that's because you're a good husband man you sit up with your wife while she's doing work late and that's right spending the time with her so i know sometimes you're tired but no it was a complete uh accident on my yeah. on my part i forgot to turn the heat on before we got here so it's getting it warmer is, i appreciate this yeah if you see my eyelids dropping just know that's sure the tactics working now yeah well the heat's on and it's warming up yeah. in here and hopefully the holy spirit will warm it up as we move into right. what we're going to do today but yeah it's just great to be in here again it is a sunday um you know we're usually record on a saturday but today uh worked out better you know i've been sick got back from 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 uh seek and, and had covid which i guess is you know, bound to happen if you're going to spend five days with 17,000 right. people. Do you, do you tell all the 17,000 people that you had COVID? No, I tried okay. to, but I didn't have all their email well, addresses. Know, just in so. case now, everybody. Yeah. But I know some of the other people that were speaking and doing stuff, you know, made me aware that they had, you know, had had it too. So, yeah. uh, unfortunately, I passed it to Angela. She's over there all masked up, but uh, I've been past my symptoms. And mm-hmm. it was mild, you know, it, it just a little bit of tiredness and you dealing with the still in my voice, just yeah. the, the nasally stuff and all that, but doing well. But no, I'm glad to be in here uh, and, and putting on our show. Uh, we're still in the month of January and still looking at what's this year going to look like and be like. So I want to want to talk about that here in a minute. But first, I want to bring up the T-shirt again that we've put out. We've been selling a lot of these online, man, yeah. and sold them at the at, at Seek. I don't know if everybody will be able to see that. And if you're listening, you certainly can't see it. But it's a brand new Comfort Colors T-shirt. They're super comfortable. Um, it's the quote that we've always had on our shirt. The world offers you comfort, but you were not made for comfort. You were made for greatness. Uh, the logo of it is basically a, t- a topography map behind the important part. You're not made for comfort. That's what a lot of people like about it is it just grabs the eye with that not made for comfort, even though it, it is a comfort color shirt. It kind of <laughs> reminds me of us growing up in the early 90s. We had those psychedelic shirts. You know, sure. like if you move it, it's like kind of Or like the ones you put your spirals. hand on and the, the heat. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we're trying to like bring a little <laughs> 90s back. You know? Sure. Yeah. But uh, obviously it's the quote from Pope Benedict the Sixteenth that we've used forever in this ministry. Mm-hmm. On the back of it, on the neck, there is... The just a guy on the pew logo, um, so you'll be able to you know support you know show your support for the ministry and everything there. We've got plenty of them, all sizes, medium, large, uh, extra large, and double XL at least through those sizes. So you can find them on our store at just a guy on the pew dot com. You know every bit of the merchandise that you guys buy from us there, whether it's the rosary, the mug, the koozie, all that stuff goes back to um, to supporting the ministry. You know, so that's why we do it, and we love to be able to share the logo and stuff like that for people that enjoy the show. So you can grab that there along with anything else you want merchandise-wise at our store. Secondly, I want to thank uh, folks that have been donating. Uh, you know, in the last couple of episodes, we've really been open and honest about how we're growing, and we want to uh, build in what we're doing, and we need more help for a lot of various different reasons, technical help for cutting videos and doing episodes and things like that. And 
Um, also, more administrative help and you know, looking for more people to be able to hire to help implement these men's group trainings we're doing across the country, and all of that costs money. Um, the good thing about it is when you give to this ministry, you know that it's going to those things and that it's going to help us, first of all, promote the charisma, share the gospel of Jesus Christ, and help men come into a realization that they aren't the sum of their sins, but they're the sum of God's love for them, and that they can be so much more than what they may currently be in their life. And, uh, you know, I know I've found that, Victor's found that, countless men that we've worked with have found this opportunity to be the husband and father they're called to be or the single man that they're called to be uh, to those around them. So, and many guys have told me even at Seek that, you know, some of the things we've been doing has helped them go into into the seminary to be priests. So this message is really resonating with people. We started over 15 groups last year. Um, A lot of those groups are thriving and, and, and growing and and we're continuing to help and walk with them, and we want to continue to do that. I've had some great opportunities here lately where I've talked with dioceses that want to invite me into convocations to go and speak to the priest and, and get this message and what we're doing out there so that we can create better places, or not better places, but more places because we simply don't have enough in our parishes for men to come together and and have an authentic relationship with Jesus and with other men. So we want to do that Your Donations support that. So we're looking for people to give 25, 50, 100, 250, 500,000, whatever you want to give a month uh, to our ministry. And it is, you know, a 501c3, so it's tax deductible. And at the end of the day, like I said, you know that your money is being used to help people and to specifically to help men become the leaders of the church that we're called to be. You know, for too, far too long, we've abdicated that responsibility, and our church has been in a mess for many years because of it. So we're trying to help men realize that there is better a better life out there for them, that there is a Lord that loves them, and that the fullness and the joy and the happiness they're looking for, they're looking for in their life is not found through the things of the world, but through the creator of the world, Jesus Christ. So just wanted to mention that again. As far as the men's groups go, if you want to donate, first of all, you can go to our website, and there is a donate button at the top, uh, or you can go to donorbox.org slash pew. And you can donate there and become a monthly donor. That's what we really need is people to give on a monthly basis so we know what's coming in and we know what we have to work with. Uh, We do enjoy one-time gifts and annual gifts. Please don't stop those either. But it is nice to have the monthly because you know what you're working with and what you can build off of. Um, On the other stuff with the men's groups, we are redoing our website right now. It will be launched with this new facelift of specifically speaking to the work we're doing with men's groups. Uh, You'll still be able to find the podcast there and everything else. But the messaging will now be, this is just a guy in the pew. This is what the issue with men. This is what uh, the need is for men, and this is how we're helping. But you can go to our website to find out now more about what we're doing with men's groups. On our Book Me page, you can, you can sign up there, fill out the form. Let me know where you are, what parish you come from, and then we can reach out to you and contact you to help you start the men's group that you may be looking for. And if, you're, if there's not one in your, in your parish and you're a guy who wants this and is listening to this podcast and is desiring this community and relationship with other men, then maybe God's calling you to be that guy. So go to the website, fill out the form, we'll set up a call, and I'll get in conversation with you and see how we can help. So what we love to do, and it's the point of this ministry, to go into places, boots on the ground, like St. Paul, and build something where there was nothing. Last thing before I get off of all of this is a pilgrimage is uh, coming up quickly. I'm taking it with Father Larry Richards. We're going to the Holy Land. We're going to do everything that Jesus did, walking through everywhere he went, hopefully. I mean, there's probably some spots we're going to miss, but for the majority, we're going to go to the main places that Jesus walked and get to see, have Mass at all those things. I'm going to share some talks with those. 
We have a lot of people signed up, but there's still room. If you want to go to the Holy Land with Father Larry and I, go to my page again on the events and book me. You'll see something about pilgrimages there. You'll click it. It'll take it to our select travel, which is who we travel with. They're the best. Um, you'll be able to fill out and find out more information there and join us. We want to have a full trip so we can just really bring as many people to experience the joy of walking in the footsteps of the Lord and have those memories with as many people as possible. So, again, there is room. Go, and you can walk in the footsteps of Christ with me and Father Larry Richards. We're going to have a great time, great food, great sights, and great growth in our spiritual lives. So, guys, thank you for that. I know it was a little longer today than usual, but I had a few things I wanted to get through. Victor? It's our turn to start talking about stuff that people tune in to listen to about yeah. now. <laughs> so, um, you know, Victor, here we are again in, in, in the beginning of 2023, right? We're in the second week now. And, you know, I started a diet in the, back in December, uh, about, around the 20th. I uh, wanted to lose weight, get in shape physically. And uh, I've lost 20 pounds as of yesterday in a short amount of time. It's, yeah. it's working, yeah. um, you know, and, and – I know there's a lot of, I mentioned that because I, I know a lot of people this time of year want to lose weight. They want to, they're looking for things in their life to, to have those resolutions to change. And a lot of times it is things like weight and, um, you know, stuff like that. Maybe it's a job change, things like that. But really what we're always supposed to be called to and what Father Patrick Gallagher, our pastor this morning, was really calling us to was, you know, what resolutions are we making about our life of holiness? Mm-hmm. and. And so I, I've thought about that a lot, too, is, you know, looking at 2023, what do I need to work on? Because just because I'm sitting here with a podcast, and you are, too, and we help people and we're talking about things and always trying to be vulnerable and share our own lives to do that, we're not super holy men. We want to be. Um, I would I would say that both of us are holier than we were a year ago or, you know, especially seven, eight years ago before we had the men's group and came mm-hmm. fully into our faith and the reversions in our life, I guess you could say. But there's always stuff that we need to work on. And so, Victor, I was sitting there thinking, what do I need to work on? Like, yeah, I need to lose weight, and I'm dealing with that. And I want to be in better shape, so I'm here for my wife and my children for as many years as I possibly can be. Um, but, like, for 2023, am I just going to let it be a year where where I look at it and go, okay, I'm just going to figure out something along the way, or am I going to be really discerning about the things I need to work on? And, you know, we talked last episode about, um, how we should be looking for people every day in our life that God's putting in our 10-foot radius to walk with and my waking up every day and, and praying for someone to be put in my life to minister to. And that's certainly something we should all look to and calls us into a greater holiness because it means we're living what we practice. Um, you know, we're sharing the gospel. But for me, it's just like I want to work on my own personal holiness. And that doesn't mean me, me, me and Jesus thing away mm-hmm. from the body of Christ. But if I'm working on my personal holiness and the holiness every day in the time that God allows me to do that, then I actually return to the body of Christ in my interactions with others, um, better suited to serve and better suited to to evangelize and better suited to to be a better part of the of the body of Christ. So for me it's holiness and I think like we need to talk about that today. What does holiness look like? And are we really holy people? And I know a lot of guys hear that and they go, Well, dude, I'm disqualified already. Holiness is not I'm nowhere near that. Well, neither were you and I at some point. Mm-hmm. But you ha- the, the end goal of our life is to be a saint. If you're a saint, that means you got to heaven. And to be heaven, you got to be holy. you got to start working on holiness, and you got to start living differently than you are. So that's kind of what I want to talk about today is, you know, what does it mean to be holy? And, and you know, all of us can use some focus on this as we go into 2023. Well, you kind of talk about, like, 
the tip of the iceberg, I think we all start over New Year, is the focus on the physical need for physical health and physical workouts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But what you're also saying is that we neglect the spiritual workout to get to where we're supposed to be, in, in, and that's a sense of a, working towards holiness, you know. Yeah. And I think what you're what we're referring to is that, you know, we we all start out with good intentions. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone does every year. Is they, they focus on things that this is going to be a new year. I want to focus on things that, that I probably neglected in the last year or things I knew I could be better, or whatever that is. You know, spiritual growth, obviously, uh, physical, um, I guess, discipline and how you what you eat and stuff, or maybe being more open to do more things in life. Like I've always wanted to climb a mountain or I've always wanted to kayak, you know, do those things. Sure. But for the spiritual side, like you're saying, is that it's not just like um, going to Mass every Sunday is great. That's great. But what about other things like, you know, reading more into, like, scriptures, you know, um, reading more into, like, prayer books, you know, maybe doing the hours, you know, maybe reading about Fatima or, you know, any other Marian apparition to kind of really dive deeper into what this is all about. Sure. And and I think what we, we, we kind of focus on certain things where— we're very, um, Western culture is very linear. You know, yeah. we have born, death, whatever, you know, wherever sure. you want to, however you're going to start to finish. But it's kind of like we, like you were talking about earlier, we segment, segmentalize or compartmentalize yeah. our, our sections of life. You yeah. Know, whereas you know, youth, uh, middle age to old age or whatever, and we, we always usually say, well, when, when the kids are gone, we'll have this. Sure. We'll travel or something like that. And those are hopeful, wishful things. But the thing is, you know, that's not guaranteed. And the same thing, we can't do that with our faith. We can't say, well, when I'm older, I'll go to daily mass. You know, when I'm, when I'm older, I'll, I'll be more attentive to, to my needs spiritually. But right now, i got to take care of what's, what's need necessary for me right now. Sure. And well, we don't want to get mixed up in that. Yeah, and I mean, you mentioned compartmentalize, and I think that's something that we all have to look at. You know, it's a great point to go into 2023 is just like, all right, I, I say I'm a Catholic. I say I'm a Christian. I, I think I'm a good person. I think I'm holy. And, and we'll define holiness here in a minute, but... Uh, you know, from what the church teaches and all those things. But you're right. I think a lot of times like a question we should ask ourselves is, you know, am I living my faith in all things or do I compartmentalize? Mm-hmm. You know, because I think that's if we're being honest, we uh, we all do that. You know, do I just pull out my faith when it's comfortable and it's easily acceptable? And, you know, am I a good Catholic when I'm surrounded by other good Catholics or people that it's easy to be Catholic with? Um you know, but what am I what, what am I living when I'm around the water cooler? You know, what am I living when I'm around those friends that I still have from college or whatever that that may not be living a life of faith? Do I allow it to change me? Am I am I a chameleon moving from group and and place to place, being different mm-hmm. everywhere I go, or am I the same person? And you know, I mean, you look at things like Jesus, you look at Mary, and yes, those are two perfect people, right? They were born perfect, and and the church teaches us that neither was in sin, right? Obviously, in those things, and none of us are perfect. But if you look at the way they lived and the way they modeled their lives, they were the same everywhere. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, once Mary said, do, you know, do to me whatever you will, you know, this is, you know, do unto me um, that which you, what you want. I mean, I'm slaughtering that right now, but like, you know, she, she says, here I am Lord, you know, and, and then her life changes and she's the same person from, from there on out. And I think that's something we all have to work on, but yeah, we have to be careful because a lot of us say like, no, I'm living my faith life. Well, Okay, but are you living it when it's easy, when it's when it's there with other people, or are we going out and living? And I think that's where a lot of people really struggle. Is yeah, it's easy with the Catholic events and these massive conferences and and the weekly things I'm doing every day to be that person. But what about when it's just you and a mm-hmm. bunch of people who aren't Catholic and aren't Christian and 
Like, do you shrink away? Do you, you back away from that challenge? Do you, do you just say, well, it's easier for me to get through this moment or these relationships by not, you know, putting on my faith, but it's something we should have all the time. And I think that really draws us to what we need to talk about today is like, what does holiness really mean? And cause we all say we want to be holy. Right. And as I said, like you want to get to heaven, you're going to have to be holy. Yeah. That doesn't mean you're perfect. That means that you're striving to live differently. And, and holiness, what it means is to be holy means to be set apart. You know, when we say, well, these are holy things, these are relics, these are things that are used in mass or anything, those things have been consecrated and set aside, right? Set apart. And we know through the scriptures that Jesus says, you know, before I formed you in the womb, you know, in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. So we have been set apart too, which means we've been set apart for what? To be holy. And holiness doesn't mean being perfect all the time. It just means total and full devotion to Jesus and the life that he calls us to. It means that like I'm, I'm no longer going to look at the things of the past and pine after them and, and still want to be this person. It means I've encountered Jesus. And that encounter is more than just a momentary thing, that it's going to change the rest of my life, that it's going to inform every part of my life, and I'm going to allow it to move me forward, right? And, and, and that it sets me on a determined path to be like him. You know, a determined path, not, not well, I'm going to sort of be nice. Like I feel bubbly and, and butterflies today, and so I'm going to go be mm-hmm. nice to people and be sort of like Jesus and feel good about myself. No, it's like every day in my struggles and my sacrifices and my, in my sufferings and the hard times, I'm still going to strive to be holy. And I think it's something that's very difficult for all of us, you know. Um, but St. Francis says himself, you know, St. Francis de Sales in his – um, you know, intro to the devout life, he mentions, you know, that true devotion must touch every area of our life. That true devotion is not just a matter of spiritual practices, but of bringing all of our life under the Lordship of Christ, all of our life. Right. But as you mentioned, I think so often we, we want to compartmentalize and say, no, Jesus, you can have this part or no, Jesus, I'm going to, you can have this part. And if we're, if we're not careful, then we're always going to struggle with growing in that holiness because we're only letting the Lord have so much of our life and we're only truly living it in so much of our life because of maybe what we're afraid to lose or giving up things that we've become accustomed to that are hard for us to get rid of. But as we've said so many times, it's when we get rid of those things and give ourselves fully to Jesus when we find the joy we're looking for. Right. And kind of like as you were speaking, I, a thought popped in my head as it sometimes does. Is a good idea or a bad idea? Well, I don't know, but I'm going to roll with it, okay? okay. So, you know you know how like— Only the internet and time and, will tell. Well, that's right. <laughs> thumbs up or thumbs down, right? Yeah, the internet's forever. So, so the yeah. thing is, you know, for for you know, you being a past in marketing and you know, in sales, and now I'm yeah. still in that that life. So at the end of each quarter, at the end of each year, we go back, we look at the cycle or whatever we did, right? The productivity, right? So let's say you know, for us, there's this bar graph in our lives, okay? Because we're very good at segmentalize segmentalizing our life or compartmentalizing sure. whichever definition you want. Yeah. So what we do, unfortunately, is there's if there was a, a uh, like a bar graph. Of holiness in our life, we go back and look at it, you know, from where we are to where you know where we were to where we are, you know, we probably do it injustice in the sense that we we think, like you were saying, that I am more holy at church. Sure. And how am I in my family? You know, how am I with my wife, my kids? How am I at work? How am I in the community? You know, am I practicing holiness in every sector of that, or is it just in one part where I? play the parts or I'm more attentive to being actively searching to be holy, you know, in my life, or do I diminish the other sectors of my life and say, 
well, it doesn't need to belong here, sure. which is incorrect. It belongs in all aspects of our who, who we are with every person we interact, because if we're seeking to be holy, we must be the same in every facet of our life and every minute of our life. Sure. You know? Well, you were talking about you have a jacket on, right? And because yeah. it was cold in here and stuff like our faith and our ho- and holiness isn't something we take on and uh, take off and put on like a jacket, right? right? Oh no, it's time to time to put it on because I'm going outside. It's something that we get on every morning. We should get up every morning and put on and say, you know, first of all, Lord, I give you my day, my life, all these things, and help me to be the person you call me to be because I'm weak and I need your strength to be the person you've called me to be. And Lord, I don't want to do the things that I know I have a proclivity to do in my life, right? The sins that I struggle with, Lord, keep me away from those things. And, and you know, I, I think a lot of times we don't see it like that. We look at it as something like you're saying that, no, I mean, okay, now it's time to be holy because it's it's not it's ten o'clock and mass mm-hmm. starts at ten thirty. So everybody dress up and let's look holy and right. let's go play the part of holiness and let's you know have a holy donut with everybody after the holy mass and let's you know go home and then fight and scuffle and argue and and say mean things and mm-hmm. and be you know the, the time for holiness is over, right? But it's every day in our life that we're supposed to be that and and you know oftentimes I think this is something that we fall into because. We can look at our life and go, okay, well, what are we supposed to do to be holy? Well, you got to live the Ten Commandments. And we look at that as like, okay, I'm checking these things off. And no, I haven't killed anybody. And no, I haven't taken the Lord's name in vain. And no, I don't have any other gods but him. No, I haven't coveted my neighbor's goods or his wife or anything like that. No, I haven't lied today. But it's like those are a minimum requirement about how to right. live life. Not like, okay, I've done that, so therefore I'm holy and I can go around doing whatever I want all the time outside of those because I haven't broken those things. What I'm looking at in my life and being very honest is, okay, John, like, you, yeah, you, when you, you know, don't tell yourself you don't know need, need to go to confession because you haven't killed anybody. Sit down and do a real examination of your life and what are you still really bad at? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you find yourselves in you, the, the parts that make you feel icky about yourself that you don't want to admit? And for me, Victor, it's the little things like gossip, you know, like I find myself a lot of times in drama, you know, whether it's about other people, um, you know, I, I, I had, because of my inadequacy wounds for a long time in my life, I spent time tearing other people down, you know, to elevate myself or to, to make myself look better. And I have tried to beat those things back in my life. But to be honest with you, I, I, I know there's times where I can still find myself doing that. And, and, and it becomes commonplace, right? So part of holiness is looking at like a real magnifying glass of ourselves and say, okay, let's not look at the big things that are on a poster on the wall of every church and every, you know, whether you're Catholic or not, that, you know, don't do these things. These are God's commandments. But what about like the smaller things in my life, judging other people, you know, gossiping about other people, uh, my pride, my anger, those things, because those are the things that are really going to get us. Yes. They're venial sins in a way, as long as we haven't allowed them to become a mortal sin, but a white lie becomes a lie. And it says, you know, you will not falsely accuse your neighbor. Well, that's what lying is. Right when you're telling a lie about someone else, or you're lying about a situation, you, you are breaking a commandment, and so easily white lies, things like that, we don't look at, and we go, "Well, it's not a big deal," you know. It just helped me get out of a situation, but no, like it's pulling you away from holiness mm-hmm. because you see that you're recognizing it, and maybe because it's uncomfortable and difficult for you to deal with in your life, you shove it under the under a rock, but it's still there. And so, what I'm looking at in 2023 is like. You know, yes, we have this podcast and, and we try to call other people into holiness, but like today's one of those episodes where it's basically built on the fact of, man, I need to be more holy in 2023 personally. And and, ha- and, and these are the places I need to be more holy. And, 
and how to to not just fall to these small sins that that I keep plaguing myself with, and then I then I don't even really confess because I don't mm-hmm. think it's that big of a deal, right? Oh, I was just sharing something someone did that I didn't agree with. I was just sharing how someone was mean about something. I was just sharing. No, like you're 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 permeating, you know, a, a feeling about someone. You're 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 talking about someone, and that's something in my life that that I really, you know, it doesn't dominate my life, but it's things that I know I need to work on. And so those are the things I'm talking about in 2023 that that we really need to be looking at for holiness because again, Victor, I think sometimes holiness we can we can if it's not about like avoiding the major sins, then it can become about all the things I'm doing in my life. Mm-hmm. Well, look at all the devotions I have, you know. I'm I'm saying a 54-day novena and and I say the Divine Mercy Chaplet every day and I'm saying my rosary every day and I'm doing the liturgy of the hours and I'm I'm doing all those things, but but holiness isn't about what we're doing. It's about the person we're becoming, right? It's about the person we're becoming. That person should be, if it's anywhere near holiness, a reflection of who Jesus Christ is. And the only place, the only way that we know who Jesus is is by seeking to encounter him anew each and every day. And that's what Father Gallagher was talking about in Mass today. It was like, are we encountering Jesus every day? Or are we saying, I've encountered him and it changed my life then but is it constantly changing your life now? Because that's what holiness is that call to is again, is, is I've encountered Jesus, I've met him, and now I've set myself on a determined path to be like him. That's what all of us is about. It's not about piling devotion and, and pious thing upon pious thing. Those mm-hmm. things are there to help us and they're tools of the Catholic Church. And we should all find the ones that are good and make us bring in bring that bring us into a more personal and, and intentional relationship with Jesus. But our holiness doesn't mean that I just have a bag of holy things that I do or say every day. It means that we're allowing those things to transform the person we are, and we're becoming different and growing closer to the person of Jesus and an image of him each and every day. Well, and you know, two examples that you know, Father Gallagher did share is about you know, John the Baptist and, and Paul. Yeah. And first John the Baptist said, and to all his disciples, you know, he said, as a, the Lamb of God, yeah. behold, Lamb of God. Sure. Pretty much saying... That's the person you need to be paying attention to. It says, not me. And then he, then he goes, I must, you know, decrease so, so he could increase. Yeah. So in a way, he's saying, I, I'm stepping away. You guys, I'm going to be here baptizing people, you know, sure. proclaiming, you know, the way of the Lord. But he is the Lord. Yeah, go and, and follow right, him. Right, go follow him. Yeah. And, you know, and then Paul, who was probably the most brutal, um, uh, just— you know, hunters, I guess you could say, of, of the Christian faith, the new, the breakaway faith of the Jew, Jewish faith, you know, like sure. Christian, um, then became a person who was spreading the gospel. And in every letter, he pretty much told everyone, you know, by the will of God, I am who I am. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm Paul. Sure. Um, and in every letter, he's, he's pretty much saying, I am not myself unless, you know, I proclaim Christ who had changed me. And I think that's who we have to be all the time is realize that, you know, the selfish part of me that that dictated all those poor choices in the past does not live here anymore in this body. Yeah. You know, I am now a new creature who is formed to be uh, a follower of of Christ and to do God's will as best I'm able to do and understand. Sure. And not do my way, but his way. And I think we get so tied up in that sometimes because, you know, with all our life interactions with work and family and everything else and all the things that kind of come into play to where all of a sudden we're in a frazzled state we have to maintain our faith and know that that you know 
God does take care of things. He does provide for us, and we don't need to lose our mind in the sense of, of, of what's going on in the crisis. Right, and again, all these things, like, you know, holiness doesn't mean the list of things that we're doing every day. Those help, and they should help. Like, you know, with the gossip stuff and the detracting of people and the, and the tearing down and building each other up, you know, I found a couple of verses, you know, I was just praying mm-hmm. about it. I said, Lord, you know, somebody brought this to my attention, and, and you know, while some of the other things that were said probably weren't true, um, you know, from that person. But, like, I looked at it and said, well, am I really doing this in my life? And I found some cases for it to be true. And so I went to the Word because I was like, what does God actually say about these things? Because you could easily, again, dismiss the smaller things that aren't the the, mm-hmm. the, the sins that are in the lights, if you will, right? Yeah. The Ten Commandments of the lust and the and this and all that. And those verses, it's just two I want to share. You know, one from Ephesians 4.29, Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up, as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. So there's scripture right there. I mean, and, and we know that we have to follow the Word of God to be holy. So it's like, don't tear people down, right? That's something that can seem little, but is, is very impactful in people's lives. You know, another one, this is, I really love this one. For lack of wood, the fire goes out, and where there is no whisperer, quarreling ceases. Right. These are just two about what I admitted that I want to work on this year is not involving myself, starting, being a part of um, the quarreling and the infighting and, and and just gossiping and stuff like that that can go on in our church, you know, and, and looking not and pointing the finger at somebody else, but saying, what what is my own woundedness that causes this? But, yeah, I mean, where there's no whisper, quarreling ceases for lack of wood, the fire goes mm-hmm. out. Don't be the person, you know sinning in a way that causes other people to sin and that's what again the call to holiness is is you know is is living differently and you know saint catherine of siena kind of speaks of of the holy life as this two-edged sword with which we fight the spiritual battle like one side is hatred of sin and the other is love of virtue and i think that one time you know at one point we all have this idea in love and a call to virtue but have we really built that hatred of sin like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm really going to examine my life and look at the things in my life that maybe have been a part of it forever that I want to get rid of. And that's really the work that I think I, I know I need to do. And I think all of us need to do in 2023 is like, do am I building a hatred for sin? You know, am I getting this out of my life? And not just, the, again, the, 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 the big 10, mm-hmm. but the rest of these little things that it's like, okay, maybe I have, you know, Satan is, is the big demon, right? The big dog that's trying to pull me away. But Satan uses all sort of little minions to, to draw us away from the Lord, right? And and we should look at sin the same way. Yes, there are all these big dog sins, but what about these little little sins that are that, that we're falling into that draw us closer to those bigger sins? And so I know, you know, I just always want to share honestly and vulnerably on this podcast, you know, where I'm from, because I think that we don't just make mistakes and fall into things and come to realization about ourselves only for ourselves. You know, we're all, we're different, but we all struggle with similar things. And so if I'm dealing with this and if you've dealt with this, which we've talked about, like then I know other people do too. And so we always want to be drawing people into, okay, well, if this is something common, then let's talk about it. Let's see what scriptures say about it. Let's see what saints say about it and move forward. And so, Again, I just want to remind everybody the words of St. Francis de Sales when he said, true devotion must touch every area of our life. True devotion is not just a matter of spiritual practices, but of bringing all of our life under the Lordship of Christ. Have you brought every part of your life under the Lordship of Christ? This is an honest question that I am asking myself, that I know Victor is asking himself. Angela, I'm sure over there, is asking herself in this moment. 
And are you, this is a challenge to you, someone listening, someone watching, is can you ask yourself this and be honest with yourself? So, and, and, and that's the thing, like, I guess as we come to an end here, like, here's some things that help you with this when you're saying, am I really holy? Am I walking towards holiness? You know, as Victor said, do I live my faith in all things or am I compartmentalizing it? You know, am I just pulling it out when it's comfortable and, and, and easy for me? Am I putting on my faith like a, a garment that I could take on and off whenever it's hot or cold or whenever I need something? And it's easy. You know, do I believe that holiness means just having a bunch of devotions and a dance card full of Catholic things we do every day, right? I can look back at my week and say, you know, I went to my Knights of Columbus. I went to my men's group. I went to the prayer hour for priests. I went for this. I went for that. Those are all good things. But am I doing them so that I am encountering Jesus and then I'm becoming intentional about changing my life more to mirror his? Um, You know, do I believe that holiness isn't about what I'm doing but about the person I'm becoming? You know, am I looking at my life and believing I'm holy because I'm not breaking the Ten Commandments, you know, or am I looking at the the smaller sins that actually plague my life and cause trouble for me and others? And, you know, when I find those things, what am I doing about them? Because the bottom line is, Victor, what, what do I need to be working on in 2023 in my own life that will make me a better man and bring me closer to the holiness that I want and that God wants for me and I want for my family and for the world? And I think that is the question we should be asking ourselves as we as we go further into 2023, because that's the thing that's going to change the world around us. It's going to change our situations. It's going to help us rise above the difficulties we have in our life. And, and ultimately, hopefully, it'll give us all less time in purgatory because right. we're getting it right now instead of living our life a certain way and then hopefully having a chance to fix it down the road somewhere. Do the work now and, and, and be spiritually mature and look as... I'm trying to do as you're trying to do um, humbly and vulnerably and how we can be better people in 2023 and beyond. So again, we gave you the how to, um, the goal of today's podcast is just taking a few minutes and looking at your own life and looking at those smaller sins and the things that we ignore and understanding what true holiness means is a, is a full devotion to Jesus in every aspect of our life. Being honest with yourself. If you have places, which we all do in our life where that's not the truth, and see what we can do about going about to change that. So together we're going to pray about that. Victor, let's take that to prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, thank you uh, for opportunities in our life to see where we are not living in the way that you call us to. None of us are perfect, Lord. Uh, You, your Son, and, and Mary are the only ones who were. But we all desire to be and to walk as close to you as we possibly can. So, Father, as we move forward in 2023, help us to look at our lives, to find those places, to be honest about our places where we aren't holy, where holiness needs to reign in our life, and allow us to be vulnerable and bring them to you, to ask for your help and your support, and then to will those things out of our life, to simply say that I want no part of this anymore, to not compartmentalize our faith, but to put it on each and every day, and to truly live holiness in every aspect of our life. This is what we ask of you today and all the rest of the days of our life. In your most holy name we pray. In the name of the Father, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.